All right, audio check, audio check. Test, test. Looks like everything's recording, everything's good, everything's good. And move everything about the way, make sure the shot's good, shot's good. I bet. I bet. Bet, 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 bet. Oh, dang. Let's see. Because we're going to get this thing done today. We're going to listen. So quick before we start, Father God, I pray that you lead me and take your hand and place it over this message. Lord God, I give you full reign over this episode. I give you full reign over episodes to come. And before the podcast starts, I pray that your hand is in it and that you anoint me and that you bring to my remembrance anything that you've taught me before that I foolishly put off for a long time. And Father, I pray that you just guide me and show me the direction that you want me to go with this. And that's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. So. Yo. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Word of Reason podcast where you bring reason to your life only through the Word of God. So I got a few things I want to go over before we start today's message. How y'all doing? Welcome back to the, I think it's the third episode now technically the 13th for those of you who still have the audio only podcast and i will be explaining that because there is a lot of concern i won't say confusion but concern because a lot of people have been trying to find the other podcast that listen on spotify and let me clarify that right now by first and foremost iterating yes the audio only podcasts have been deleted from spotify all right and if you're a spotify listener and you only want to listen on spotify i am sorry that I have stripped you of your ability to listen to the audio only. But in replacement, we've got this beautiful, gorgeous, not only audio, but and video. If you go to your settings, you can turn them on. Um, But yes, yes, I am going to upload all of the audio podcasts up on YouTube. Let's go. We finna have... All of the audio podcasts re-uploaded. Let me make sure this mic is. Let me. Uh, all of the audio podcasts will be re-uploaded to YouTube, and it will be in its own separate playlist. And we're gonna continue on with the video onlys, but I'm just gonna upload all of the audio onlys. It'll be a nice little background for y'all to look at. I'm not gonna add no subtitles or anything special like the clips do because that render might take two and a half hours. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna potentially hold off on that, but you will have the normal audio. I meant closed captions on YouTube, anyways. Just to clarify that, other places like Apple Podcast and and um, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. Uh, other places do have it, Samsung Podcasts, so those who don't want to really listen on YouTube because you don't have the ability to like turn your phone off and listen to it without premium, unless you glitch it, but I understand. Um, but yeah, going on from there. Yeah, I think that's about it. I, I, that, that's about it. Um, there's there. I don't think there's any other uh, messages. Um Yeah, email is wordofreasonpodcast at gmail.com if you want to reach out to me. Or my DMs are open on Instagram, so you can talk to me there. We can conversate there as well, um, and that's uh, pod.wordofreason on Instagram. So today's message is a message that I put off, actually, for a day to play Roblox. And so I just want to start off by saying, Satan, you will not interfere with this podcast, nor will you interfere with this message. Um, Any type of confusion that tries to come my way or doubts or negativity that tries to come my way. Any spirits that try to come against this message from going out to those who need to hear it. I rebuke them right now in the name of Jesus. Now you are not allowed in this house. Um, Because what had happened was I feel as if I was told that because of the fact that through my disobedience, I'm not going to act like what I did was okay. And it may not seem major to some, but to me, it is, ex- it, it's, it's, it's really bad. So I, I was reading the word and recently 
there's been something that's been re- recurring in my in my in my mind and I'm just kind of like I want to talk about that. I really want to talk about that. And so I went through and gathered scripture and set up scripture like it was a sermon, which I don't do. I just pick a topic and then the Holy Spirit go and maybe I I remember a few verse a few verses because the Holy Spirit brings up um things in remembrance. And so I was just like yeah, this is a good podcast, but I put it off so long and started binge playing the game, bruh. I know. I started binge playing some Roblox, bro. Um, I got on Demon Slayer Midnight Sun and I was trying to get the hybrid race. I know. I was trying to get that hybrid race for so long, bro. It was like a two-day process. I'm still not done, bro. I'm still not done. But, um... I put that off and then even, not even today, but today I have my game time, but like I knew that I wanted to record the podcast and I got out of a sober mind because anger had got a a whole bunch of stuff happened before this podcast and I know not to record off of a sober mind because I just say stuff that ain't even true. Flesh be leaking through the mic and I don't need it to hit your ears. Um... Because that's that's not what I'm doing here. Um, last time I did that, made a big mistake, and we learn from our mistakes here. Do I regret it? No, because it's very, 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 very important to to some things that I have learned, and I'm very, very grateful for them. But what I'm saying is that before I recorded the first run of this, I heard that since I have been disobedient, that I am to scrap the message. And that the anointing was lifted off. And I was like, what? What? I was like, and because I didn't feel anything, kind of going off of feel, I was just like, I'm not feeling like my heart is in the right place for this message. Like, before when I was supposed to record it, my heart was dead set on it. I had fresh revelation. Everything was on my mind steady. And based off of me putting it off, it it wasn't as fresh anymore. And I was just like, so did the anointing wear off? And here's what I do want to say is that the enemy will tell you the truth and add in lies as well to deceive you. That was a nugget for somebody listening. Um, and I kind of want to go over this because I kind of want to talk about that too, because the enemy, let me say it again. The enemy will tell you the truth and also add in a lie. Dude, Satan has been a deceiver since he, he decided to do the rebellion up in heaven. And like, uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 18 and 19 says he got sent out of heaven at the speed of lightning. Y'all believe me? Jesus said out of his mouth, and I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. So, bro didn't even just get the normal boot, bro. He got the supersonic lightning speed boot, all right? And so, ever since then, bro has definitely been, not bro, he has been a manipulator and a deceiver all of time. So, you don't think he's not capable of deceiving? And he also has some extra abilities as well to even further enhance it, but I'm not going over that. Um, My whole entire point is that a lot of people will be led astray because they think it's God that they hear without ever getting confirmation that it is him because they're too busy listening to the truthful lies that the enemy is putting in your ears and deceiving you with. So that's just something I wanted to go over for a little bit. I'm going to make that definitely... A clip because I feel like that was a nugget for somebody. And I really wanted to go in on that for just a little sec. But to go over what was was happening, I, I, I took a little break, got sober minded. But I was outside. I was talking to him and I was asking, like, am I supposed to record this? Am I supposed to do it? And going back and forth. And so I asked one of my friends, Jess, um, and I was just like, hey, do you think that God would tell you to do something and based off of your disobedience, he won't allow you to do it and like take his anointing off of it. 
And then she says, no. And I say, bet. Thanks. And here's where it was so confusing. I know, right? Here, here, there, there's the C word getting thrown out again. Our God is not a God of confusion. But the confusion settled in because I know that the anointing can be removed off of an area and people can still try and walk in that direction as if the anointing in God's hand was still on them in that area. And that's what I applied to here. And I was just like, and I'm thinking like, if I were to never speak this message, somebody might miss out on a word that they really need to hear, whether that's through clips, whether you're listening to the whole podcast and that and that's sometimes the logic I still use in terms of speaking to God, period. I meant listening to God, period, is that I think about the outcome if I were to do it, thinking that that's what he said to do and what the outcome would be if I didn't do it, being in complete disobedience or vice versa. God tells me not to do something and I walk in obedience with that. I think about the outcome. And then I also think about what I would do walking in disobedience by saying yes to this thing and seeing the outcome. Same prime example, this podcast, for those of you who don't know, I legit quit my job as an electrician over the span of like a week and a half. God was telling me to do such and thinking about where my life would be now, right now, this wouldn't exist. I would not be talking to you. I'd be in a desk or right now, since it's 5 p.m., I'd be doing homework, trying to get my degree so that I can start my own electrical business, being an apprentice. But instead, he had different plans for my life. And now thinking back on it, had I not listened to what God had said, I'd hate my life right now. Knowing that this, if I just had to get a glimpse of it, if I had disobeyed him and he showed me the glimpse of what's to come from this. Bruh, I would have been so pissed. No doubt in my mind, he wouldn't have reiterated it again. Like further down the line, it would have just been harder to do. But he still potentially would have told me, I want you to leave school. I want you to quit this thought process and I want you to do this. I want you to quit and then I'll give you your next step based off the fact that you uh, walked in obedience. And I was just like, dude, I would have hated my life right now. I am not going to lie to you, bro. I would have hated going to school to be an electrician knowing that God wanted me to not only... He, I have such a, like a God has led me through a portfolio of different things that I've been doing for the last month. Um, things I didn't even know I did, like being an editor, being a graphic designer, um, running a podcast and um, what else? I'm about to have something else going on for me yet, but I still don't know exactly what to call it yet. So we're just going to hold off on that. But to get to my message because I'm going to be talking about this for like 20 minutes, just giving the exposition before I even give the message. Cause it's been 13. It's not, it hasn't been 13. It's probably been like 11 minutes, but to go over what the message is, it is remembering to forget the former things. Bible says to forget the former things in Isaiah 43 verse 14, 18. And so usually I know I say like I I minimize this, but like I said earlier, dog, I had these verses written out and I'm going to go through them with y'all because this, this message, it was like, it was, it, let me just go through it. So read Isaiah chapter 43 verses 14 through the rest of the chapter to get the context. You can pause me. I'll be back. Um, and 43 verse 18 is where it says, forget the former things behold, I am making a new thing. Let me just go there real quick. Let me, let me just go there for that one real quick. Cause I do not want to forget. I don't want to go over it and just start like reiterating what I think, but it says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it sprouts up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And so with that, here comes the start of the message. So turn to Romans chapter eight, verse one. Just just, just go on with me. You finna see this thing piece itself together, Lord. 
Holy Spirit, I pray that you just connect these dots with me the same way you did with before I walked in my disobedience. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to flesh, but according to the spirit. So starting right there, I want to go over. No, no. Keep reading. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit of life because of righteousness. Ooh, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. So I want to go over what that means in context to what forget the former things is meaning here in the context of this message. I was talking to somebody, the first person really who reached out to me, who was somebody who I did not know. And he was he was he was essentially saying that he saw one of the clips on uh, reels that blew up, and I was just like, "Ah, oh, dang! Well, looks like they happen to be on the phone call right now. That's unfortunate." But um, what I'm saying is that we we were we were in a conversation, and he was talking to me about how he saw a clip and how. Essentially, they were going over what they have gone through because I really wanted to hear this person speak because, dog, this is the first person that was ever reaching out to me. And I was just kind of like, if y'all want to reach out to me, please do. Don't. It, it ain't me that you're talking to. You're talking about the Holy Spirit speaking to you through me. It ain't. I'm not the one with the message because I got the message from him who's in the word and in the Holy Spirit who's in me. But we were talking and he, he started speaking about things that are hard to get rid of. And. They also spoke about something that made me think about forget the former things. And it's brought it up that people feel people get caught up in the old lifestyle that they used to live. And they carry it with them into the new the new man that you get once you're born again. So the reason why I went through that is there's a stark contrast in the quality of life, it seems like, than those who are led by the flesh and those who are led by the spirit. I feel like my mouth is foaming up a little bit. But there is a really big difference between the the life of those who follow the spirit and live by the spirit and those who live by the flesh. And it, it just seems like there's nothing but condemnation and negativity. Like, to, spit it out. Spit it out. You have it. Spit it out. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace.
That's what I needed. And knowing that that stark difference, we tend to not forget the former things and carry the things from the life of our flesh that is death. The things that were set on the, the, the mindset that was set on the flesh that we have beforehand, we take it into us while we get a new body. We're a new creation in Christ Jesus. We take that stuff and we bring it with us into the new man. Because we're set free. We're cleansed. We're forgiven of all sins, past, present, and future when you come to Christ. And you end up also taking bad habits with you as well. You do. People, we, we, we have got to remember that the transformative work of Christ is powerful. And also what we invite in and what we hold on to will still be there. God will show us that it's there in us, but it's still our choice to choose whether or not we want to indulge in those things or not. So hop down to 13. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Or in other words, for this context, put off the things that you used to do because you're not living by the flesh anymore, but continue on and move in the spirit. And let's let, let's go over. Let, 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 let's go to the next verse or the next chapter that I was thinking of. We're going to hop over to Galatians real quick. And you say, oh, how do I live by the spirit? How do I know if I'm living by the spirit? Oh, we, we finna check that list off. There's a list already given to us. Let's go on and see it. Already passed Galatians. Whoops. Run over to Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit. What is contrary. Oops. And the spirit, what is contrary to the flesh, they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The here we go. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality. Put that off. We're in the spirit. The act of impurity and debauchery. Put that off in the past. We're now in the spirit. Hatred, discord, idolatry witchcraft jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition dissensions factions and envy drunkenness orgies and the like i warn you as i did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of god and here are the fruits of the spirit the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control against such thing there is no such law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires since we live by the spirit. Let us keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying one another. So when forgetting the former thing and seeing that he's doing a new thing, the new thing is in us. The new thing is the new heart you get. That heart of stone is replaced with a heart of flesh. You have a heart and a desire now placed in you of God. Well, no, you have to still desire God. However, you have the Holy Spirit in you who's going to help you through that process and hit you with a little, a little strong thing called conviction. Get you right back on track, buddy. And so... With that being said, sorry, I keep getting distracted by what's going on outside the door. But what 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 that means in forgetting the former things is all that stuff that we have built up over the years in our flesh. Thank you. Help me, Holy Spirit. The things that we have built up and continued on doing in our flesh have got to go away with the new thing that God has done in our bodies, in our spirit. 
it says that we died with Jesus when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's why it says the old man is dead. We are now a new creation. The new thing he's talking about. Forgetting the former things of the flesh, but rather acknowledging the new thing that he's doing in us. And when we die with Jesus through the baptism of the spirit, we have now gotten a new man, a new man that is clean and one that can be presented righteous before God only through Jesus Christ. Because ain't no other God able to cleanse your spirit like Jesus does. There's no one else that can present you holy before God like Jesus. That's why it's so very important that you acknowledge who he is and what he did. But seeing this, I was just like, forget the former things. Oh, yeah. I'm not really seeing the correlation between forgetting the former things and and da 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 da. da. And I'm like, let me let me let me see where it's at. Let me see where it's at. I turn back a page. In Galatians chapter five, verse one through six, it says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Then do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. By a yoke of slavery. We know the Bible tells us that without accepting Jesus, that we are slaved to we were slaves to sin. Oh, my gosh. Go back into that verse, man. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again. 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 By a yoke of slavery. Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every woman who lets himself, to every man who lets himself be circumcised, that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. You have fallen away from grace. Let me go over this, though, because that was just reminded to me that when you place yourself and your mindset is set on the law. You are bound. To sin. Like, I mean, like bound to sin. Because it says that the law makes us aware of sin and also will provoke sin. If I'm thinking of it right, I don't think that was the right wording for it, but something close to that. I think it was somewhere earlier in uh, Corinth. No, Romans. It might have been Romans is what I was thinking of. But when you place yourself under the law, you have no grace for yourself. And you have no room for accepting of God's grace. Meaning if you put yourself under the Ten Commandments and you bind yourself to them without ever accepting the new covenant of grace that we have through Jesus, you are going to hold on to all of the former things. You are stuck on the former things because you don't think there's room for grace for you. You you are you are so bound to the law. You are so bound to the former thing. Not even the new covenant that is ultimately a million times better than the old covenant. You're bound to that old covenant and you can't even see the new covenant. You don't see the grace that's being offered through Jesus Christ because you think you have to be perfect on your own accord through the, 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 through the law. Bible says, forget the former things. I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace for through the spirit. We eagerly await by faith, by faith, the righteousness for which we hope for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith. 
expressing itself through love. Man, it was one through six, right? That's what I wrote down. Mm -hmm. So what that means, I, I pretty much just went over that, was we have to realize that we are no longer the old thing that we used to be in being bound by the law, but we are now under grace. We are under grace. We can't, and, 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 and to reiterate, forgetting the old things that we used to do, let, let, let's go back to those who are, who have been a Christian. And now they're like, oh, well, I've already done all this. Let me, let me go over what forgetting the former things is for you and for me, for those who have been seasoned. We still have routines, mindsets, mindsets, thought processes, overall behaviors, automated responses that were the former things that do not align to how we are to be in the spirit. And just recently, I got a checkup on that. Um, story time. And I was talking to, or no, I was, I was, I think I was playing the game or watching a show or something like that. And my friend Jessa hit me up saying, hey, um, I'm bored. I just got off of work. I want to FaceTime to just chill. And me, still being stuck on the former things, was like, oh, no, I can't, I, I can't, I can't, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to hang out with anybody's girlfriend. That's weird. That's not okay to me. I was like, that, that ain't it, chief. Not for me. I was just like, uh, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. And so I started going, oh, wait, 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 wait. Before I do that, let me pull this up. Because there's something else I got to go back to. Just to have it ready. But she started speaking to me and saying like, oh, yeah, yeah. I want to FaceTime and chill, and I was just like, I don't want to hang out with nobody's girlfriend. Because knowing how I used to be in my prior life, and also knowing the unreliability of how people feel as well, um, I was just kind of like, no, can't do that. I don't want to do that. Um, I just want to play the safe route, you know what I'm saying? Don't want to spend time with anybody's girlfriend. And us already having spent time together just one-on-one -on -one as friends, she said... I ain't having that. That no. I'm I'm dang, I'm pressing the wrong button. I'm not having that. And so um she invited me to a call with it was her and her friend our friend Zach. I don't know why I said her friend, but our friend Zach. And then we're on a call with the three of us. And then they explained to me and she had reiterated again forgetting the former things. And I was just kind of like you're right, because where this stems from is before I was a Christian. And to go over this quickly for context, when I was, when I when I first gave my life to Christ, I was a very, very sensitive, gullible, young little boy. I thought everything was peaches and keen, bruh. And then one thing led to another. I chased after an unequally yoked relationship and started seeking validation from women. I started objectifying them. I started doing all this, da 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 right? And so there was a story that I'm going to tell you. Uh, it, it's not TMI, but for those who don't know, I hope, I, look, I'm not going to look at myself in a different light because I'm not that person anymore. She had to remind me, I'm not that person anymore. I am a completely different person, and I would never do anything like this again. But I think where it stemmed from was there was this person I shall name no names, who I was fooling around with on the phone a lot with. And this person had a boyfriend, and I knew of it, and they were out of state. And I would, I would be with them on the phone doing some silly nilly, 
And then she would get off the phone when we were done and then proceed to go and FaceTime her boyfriend right after doing things with me on the phone. And I had no remorse at that time. I was, it was, it was horrible. And there will be one day, I have no idea when, but it may be with a special guest and it may be me, but there will be a day where I go over the topic of the repercussions of having a hoe phase. And when I tell you that that message is going to be loud, it is going to be so loud to your ears. You will realize the severity and the in, in the amount of damage you do to yourself internally that we have we ha- we gotta get we gotta get that dealt with. It'll happen one day soon, hopefully. And uh going back to the point, I, I, I was just like there is such a level of uncertainty when it comes down to myself or that that in the past, and then there was a level of uncertainty of like other women. And how they would react to me. Giving more context. I had a severe ego. Um, For those of you who do not know. I was overweight before I lost a lot of weight. And when I lost the weight. I also lost it around the time of where I had started my debauchery arc. As I call it. And as I had gone on this arc. I had I started working out. I lost a lot of weight and I gained confidence like I never had in my life, bruh. I'm talking about he I'm so serious when I say this. I would walk into a room and if anybody any girl made eye contact with me, I was de- not even desperate. I was fiending to try out whether the uh, immediate thought that went to my head of I wonder if they will want to mess with me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I see you looking at me like I want to bone you, essentially. Like, it was it was bad. And it was just like the. Let me find the words for it. It, it was it was bad. The unpredictability, because here's the thing. The only reason why the confidence thing and the ego kept going is because it worked. And having known the unpredictability of seeing how somebody is outwardly and then getting to know their, their, well, honestly, sexual intention as well on the inside of what's going on in here, you start to figure out, like, the unpredictability of women. You It, it, it was scary because I don't want to ever walk into a room and realize let's say i can hear their thoughts and then now they're just trying to be like oh this dude is fine i'm trying to have a cut of him right now that would make me turn around and leave the room because i do not need any part of that i don't want any part of that at all and that stuck with me knowing that if i were to do that it would reap sexual immorality I'm not even going to go down a whole bunch of explanation, but just it would just lead to sexual immorality quick. And that's scary to me, knowing that sexual immorality and impurity is a big thing or was a big thing for me. And so that being the case, I was just like, bro, I cannot I cannot be playing around with it. I can't stick around with any girl. I cannot do it. I cannot be alone with any girl. I can't be alone with any girl's boyfriend. I, I meant not any girl. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. No, I didn't mean that. Any, any boyfriend, any boy's girlfriend because of the unpredictably, uh, unpredictable element of how they would react to a sudden wave or burst of sexual uh, emotions. Because if they happen to spring it up on me as a as a as an act of lust, um that would scare me. And I don't mean that as in like, oh dang, you yeah. No, it would actually send fear in me. Because it's like, dude, I wouldn't I would like and it would make me sad almost too, because I'll get to that in a second. But she had, I had explained all that to her, and then she says, 
that's not you anymore. And you're applying worldly outcomes with godly people. And the outcomes won't be the same. You cannot apply worldly outcomes to godly people. And I don't even care if this is a one or two second clip because someone may just need to hear that. You cannot apply godly wait. I blew it. You cannot apply worldly outcomes to godly people. Once you start doing that, you start thinking about them in a whole nother light. And it, it messes you up when you when you perceive a godly person to produce the outcomes of what you used to know in the world. Forget the former things. Those little habits you have that you keep applying to godly people, forget the former things. The way you keep on being passive and nice and stepped on and and that's just an easier way to get through situations rather than you just telling people how you feel in love forget those former things be true to who you know you're supposed to be be like you know what what we're supposed to what we're supposed to do it is in the word follow what the word says because I guarantee you there's not going to be a better lifestyle than the one that comes from the fruits of the spirit. Man, I guarantee you that, that, that bro. Ooh, ooh, loud on that peace part, bro. <laughs> loud on that peace part. But, uh, yeah, going back to the scripture. Then I kept on reading even more. And I read Romans chapter 5 and 6. Um... After reading these two, I'm going to end up wrapping it up because this was the, like, full loop. Where do I even want to start? Read the whole thing? Read the whole thing. All right. Pull out your Bibles. We in for a long one. Chapter 5 and 6 of Romans. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have reconciliation. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, this is going to be a cooker for y'all because Holy Spirit, ooh. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin. And in this way, death came to all people because all sinned. To be sure, sin was in the world before the law. Oop. Sin was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not charged against anyone's account where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses. Even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who is a pattern of the one to come. But the gift is not like the trespass. But the gift. But the gift is not like the trespass. The gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of the one man, 
How much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? Nor can the gift of God be compared with the results of one man's sin. The judgment followed one the judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. For if by the trespass of the one man death reigned through that one man, how much more will how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through that one man Jesus Christ? You cannot compare the gift to the trespass. Let me let me let me go over this because those might there, there might be some not not picking this up. The gift, the gift of reconciliation we have with God and the forgiveness of sins we have through Jesus cannot be compared to to what does it say? What does it say? The judgment followed by sin and the condemnation brought by it. That's the former thing. The former thing of the trespass cannot be for it. The former thing of the trespass can't be carried over into the gift that is Jesus. Forget the former thing. The former thing you have from that one trespass, the result of the former trespass. Forget the former thing. It's new. It's new. The gift is new. It cannot be compared with the trespass of one man. How much greater is the gift of Jesus Christ, the son of God, who is God, be greater than the trespass of one man, one man compared to the gift that is Jesus Christ. Consequently, just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all people, so also one righteous act also re resulted in justification and life for all people. For just as through the disobedience of one man, the many were made sinners, so also through obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. Forget that former thing. It does not compare it says the trespass does not compare. We should be shouting with joy, bruh. Like, dude, the former thing, the as it says, the condemnation that resulted from the one trespass, the judgment that followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. Whether you were an alcoholic, forget the former thing. Whether you were a piehead, forget the former thing. Whether you were a sex addict, forget the former thing. Whether if you was a narcissist, forget the former thing. Bro, forget the former tendencies you had and move on into the gift of Jesus Christ where we are made righteous, where we are born again. We are new. Forget the former thing. Forget the former life. Forget the former habits. Forget all of that and move on. It says the law was brought in so that the trespass might increase. But where sin increased, grace increased all the more. That's what I was saying earlier that didn't really, really, really click right. Was that the law had increased sin because before the law, there was no sin to be accounted in anyone's account. And so now that the law is present, it increased sin, allowing for more grace to surpass the sin. And where the grace comes in at is through his name started with a J. But where sin increased, grace increased all the more so that just as sin reigned in death. So also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Moving on to verse. I'm in chapter six. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? Meaning, shall we go on holding on to the former thing so that it may increase grace altogether? What does it say? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. What did it say with the word? I'm finna, I'm finna just. It said we died to sin. We died to sin. It's not the same. This is where some of y'all are finna catch a revelation. How can we live in it any longer? 
Or do you not know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the father, we too may live a new life. A new life. Forget that former life. Forget carrying the baggage of that former life, bro. You have a new life through Christ Jesus with forgiveness and grace in it. Show yourself some grace too. Because if God is showing you grace, you've got to have grace for yourself as well. That's something I had to learn too. Of course it is. It was taught to me, man. For if we have been united with him in death like the, like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. And it says that the death we died is similar to him. So we died. We're no longer slaves to sin when we die to him. Dog, when you get deeper in this word, bro, the revelations start hitting, bro. I read through this back in the old day and was just kind of like, oh, we're dead to sin. We don't have to worry about it anymore. Forget the former thing, bro. It is done away with. It is literally dead. It, it died when you accepted Christ. Now what you have is a clean slate, but you're carrying on the mess from the last plate. That's a bar, bro. I forgot what button it was. <laughs> Bro, you got, you had the stuff. You got a clean slate, but you're bringing stuff over from the last place. No? Okay. My fault, bro. Anyways, it says, The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourselves as an instrument to wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument for righteousness those of you who are saying like how do i forget the former things let god use you ask god to come in and 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 work on you work on your heart work on your habits work on your mindset work on your your like all of you tell god to let, ask god to work on you mean it when you say it he, he's he, look it says in the word that god reads the heart if you're saying like god please change me Get rid of the gunk. And you don't mean not a word you saying, broski. I don't I don't mean this in a bad way, but that ain't gonna produce nothing for you. You better off talking to a brick wall with that. That might have more of a reaction. But God is looking at your heart. God is a reader of the heart. So if your heart posture when you ask him to do things is negative or wrong. He might respond in something that's going to steer you off of where you're going. Because if your heart posture is so wrong, he might, he might, you know, be like, look, I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to just bring you back over here. I'm going to just bring you back over here. But it says, for sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under law, but under grace. Sin shall no longer reign in your mortal body. What then? Shall we sin because we're not under law but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey? Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or obedience, which leads to righteousness. 
But thanks be to God that through that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Come on, bro. Forget the former things. I'm not even gonna lie. I see why I see why I needed to go over this now because at first even I wasn't really seeing where the message was gonna go. Because I'm sitting over here like, what did I remember again? I see why. Even going through the scripture in this in the order that I did, I'm gonna read it off for those who want to just read it more consistently rather than over the span of an hour. It's Isaiah 43, verse 18, through the rest of the chapter. That's where it says, forget the former things. Then jump over to Romans 8, verses 1 through 11. Then read Romans 8, verse 13. Then go over to Galatians 5, 16 through 26. That's Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through 26. Then go to Galatians 5, verses 1 through 6. Then read Romans chapter 5, and then Romans chapter 6. And and for me, that 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 clicked dots. Like, obviously, you didn't have to... I don't know if you didn't have to read all that to catch that revelation. But to me, with all of that giving context and piecing puzzle pieces all together, at first it's ambiguous, and then it comes to pick, uh, piece it together what the connection is, is to forget the former things and all the verses just listed to you. We we get so stuck and caught up in the acts of the flesh where if we go over to Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through 26, if you already forgot, let's open up to it. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. We we are in that before Jesus Christ. Next, we get a new clean slate. We're born again. Doesn't say born again for no reason. We are born again. We are now made new creatures in Christ Jesus. So now that we are new, we don't realize that we're new and we still have to deal with the old things that we brought over subconsciously and consciously because some of us are dealing with some more obvious things than not obvious because there are some things that I probably still do that may be an act of the former thing because I just learned that like the, the whole not wanting to be around somebody's girlfriend like at all like I don't care what we were doing. Like my example was if if there if I'm sitting with my boy and then his he goes up to go to the kitchen or the bathroom and leaves me in the room with his girlfriend for a split second, I'm getting up and going wherever he's going. I if he's going to the bathroom, I'm going to the kitchen. If he's going to the kitchen, I'm gonna say, Hey, I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta get a drink of uh water or something, bro. You know what I'm saying? Maybe part up a little bit. <laughs> Fart up a little bit in there. Make sure the vent works. Uh, I'm going to check the 14 uh, two switch leg to the light. You know what I'm saying? Do some electrical things. Get And then, oh, you come back to the room? Give me about like two minutes. I'll be in there. Like, that was how I was. I don't care what the situation was. Don't leave me alone. It's awkward. It's weird. But then again, you can't, you can't, you can't apply worldly outcomes and, and apply them to godly um, people, you, it, it, it doesn't produce the same fruit, but it's just like, once you, once you realize that there are things from the, the flesh that you still carry over, there are some things that are easier to let go of that just disappear. It seems like, like for me, it's cursing. I'm not going to lie. Every now and then, if my blood boils, I might drop a word and I don't like it. I don't just keep going and be like, ah, oh, you know what I'm saying? F this, S that, son of a B. Like, bro, I don't just be keep going. I, I legit just stop. And I thank God for that because boy, oh boy, did I used to have a completely filthy mouth. When I talk about every sentence from my mouth had a swear word or the N word. 
Thank you, God, for setting me free from my absolutely foul mouth because, oh, my goodness, it was bad. And the other thing is so much more harder to get rid of pornography, lust, and seemingly also the ideology or not the ideology, but the ideal of being around people's girlfriend will produce the same outcomes as being with a girl from the world rather than a girl who's of God. And we are going to need to forget the former thing and remember that we are a new thing. Now, if you're surrounded by people who are still in the former thing, we already know that bad counsel corrupts good moral. I believe that's it. Um, and when you when you when you are around that counsel, it will definitely defile your character. And so you're going to be more tempted to go back into the things. And those people will be deceiving because who is their father? Um they, they, they do the things after those who they serve. And uh, let me think, because there was the John chapter 8, verse 44, I believe it was, which is amazing that it was was that it, it was spoken to me, but it was in a different context. Someone said that uh, I'm not even going to say it, but uh, someone was quoting me using John 8, 44. And let me let me go to this real quick and then I'll wrap it up. John chapter 8 verse 40 says uh, 8 verse 44 says you belong to your father the devil and you want to carry out your father's desires he was a murderer from the beginning not holding the not holding to the truth for there is no truth in him when he lies he speaks his native language for he is a liar and the father of lies yet because i tell you the truth you do not believe me can any of you prove me guilty of sin and this is jesus talking if I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God, hears what God says. Whoever belongs to God, hears what God says. Whoever belongs to God, hears what God says. Now, don't get that confused that if you have a moment of confusion, which is obviously from the enemy, um, then I'm not saying like you're now a child of Satan whenever you can't clearly hear the voice of God. It's not what I'm saying. But if you neglect the voice of God, if you turn away from the voice of God when you knew it was God or you just completely don't even hear him because you have no relationship, nor do you desire a relationship with him, then you can't serve two masters. You you are either for or completely against whether you're like 75 percent, you're not 75 percent. You're 100 percent in the kingdom of darkness. Everybody's heard this analogy. If you haven't, then here you go. God asks you which side of the fence you're going to be on, and you're sitting over there, sitting right on the doggone fence. God walks away. Satan comes up, and he he's like, hey, you can't come near me. I'm still on the fence. Satan owns the fence, bruh. Satan owns the fence and all the grounds that are leading up to God, all right? God's land is God's land. But anything outside of that is of the kingdom of darkness. If you're unsure and you're still pursuing, you're not there yet. I do implore you, please, please develop that relationship with God. I'm not saying like if you're on the fast track to knowing who God is, know that the enemy will try to target you because you're you're trying to walk out of his kingdom. You're trying to walk out of his domain. It's not going to be so easy for you. Um, he won't make it so easy for you. And I pray protection over anyone right now in the name of Jesus who is listening to this, who is new to coming to know who you are and lord i pray that there's protection and i plead the blood of jesus from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet in their whole home their whole property and everywhere they go from this day forth um in the name of jesus and i just want to say that yeah we need to forget the former things and do not carry them with us for the rest of our walk with god and that is the message Hopefully, there's somebody still listening to this point. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast, man. Um, there is not much I want to say. Hopefully, like I was saying, hopefully there's somebody listening to this. Um, thank you guys so much for coming back to the podcast. I have I have stopped letting people know about the updates on, like, how many downloads we have and stuff like that. Um, not because it doesn't matter, 
but it doesn't matter as much because I was still like seeing it as a as a mediator to how much God is using this podcast to speak to people. I don't care if this thing had a total of 100 views in the last month that I've been doing this thing. Not 100 views, 100 downloads over the month that I've been doing this podcast. And every last one of those persons could have been touched by God and given their lives up to him. And that would be a bigger accomplishment than having 10,000 and it, and it just fall on deaf ears. Cause you're not talking about nothing. So I really do want to appreciate all the people who are listening to those who are, who are supporting. Um, if you want to support verbally, you can talk to the DMS that were mentioned earlier. I have pod dot word of reason on Instagram or word of reason podcast, all lowercase at gmail.com. And, uh, talk to me there. I check the emails frequently. I check the DMs all the time. I'm always on Instagram too, making sure um, everything's being upkept. And if you want to support financially, we got a cash app. It's uh, it's in the Instagram bio link to the link tree with everything on there. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Remember to forget the former things and realize we are new creations in Christ Jesus. And we are not under the law which will bind us to sin, but we are under grace through Jesus Christ. I thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and I will see you guys in the next one. Peace.